What is going on? Muy buenos dias to all. Welcome all to my Philadelphia Union fans. And what a night it was, or afternoon, I guess I should say, down at Subaru Park. And an Eastern Conference showdown between two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference with bad blood on both sides. The Philadelphia Union walk away with an absolute late game thriller. Jose Brujo Martinez, Corey Burke, you guys enjoy this one because you took away three points. And honestly, you should have had the three points locked up a little bit earlier, but I'll discuss what I mean by that. But the entertainment, like quite honestly, if you are a Philadelphian and you did not keep an eye, you did not watch what went down yesterday, you really missed a great, great outing here in, in Chester, Pennsylvania. We're going to talk about today's Union 2-1 victory over NYCFC, the significance of it, and how this will shape up for the rest of the season, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome on into today's Union game recap. If you guys watch the game, soccer fan, fan, you will talk through your comments. We got both YouTube and TikTok's comment sections available, so throw your comments, questions, and concerns in there. If you guys want to be a part of the show, we will allow you guys to come on in. We're going to drop the link in the comment section, copy, paste, coming backstage, hang out for just a bit. We will get you guys in the show for a little bit as well. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to give a big thank you and a big shout out to our sponsor here today. Big thank you to our sponsor, La Terrain Watches. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out La Terrain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. And right now, when you head on over to La Terrain, Make sure at the checkout page you are using promo code Barcelo Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a lot terrain watch. So big thank you and a big shout out to La Terrain. Good stuff. What's up, Timmy? How you feeling, man? What you got going on today, man? Summertime, summer, summer, summertime. To go, did you watch a game last night, Timmy? Any of those games? We'll talk about the Phillies later today, but how about those? How about that uni, man? How about those damn blue and gold, man? All right, <clears throat> let's get into it real quick. So uh, as far as the lineups go for the Philadelphia Union, the status quo, your, your top option, Blake as your goalie, Wagner, Elliott, Glass, Harrell as your back line, your diamond midfield of Flock at the left and Brujo at the six, Ali at the right, Gazak at the tip of the diamond with your two forwards, Julian Carranza and Mikhail, or I'm sorry. I got to We got it. We got to nail this down. It's Michael Ua, not Mikhail. Michael Ua as the starters there. So the usual starting eleven. And to start off this game, the Union definitely started off with that momentum and definitely set the tone bright and early. They, you saw the high press. You saw they they just looked very very fluid, and it all paid off in the ninth minute with a beautiful long pass from Jack Elliott all the way to Ali Bedoya, who was running down the right flank, and and Michael Ua understanding space perfectly, understanding that there was plenty of space for him to run and it made a great run for Ali to hit him with the cross. And listen, this wasn't a clean touch, all right? But Michael Oak had just enough for it to square past Sean Johnson and right off the bat, the Union go up early, one to nothing against NYCFC. And this is how you definitely want to start. But however, we do know that this team doesn't have a problem getting that first goal. The problem is, is getting that second goal and clocking down, locking down the game, allowing too much time to go roll by, getting complacent, and this would be the test to see how the union would would ramp this up and would close this game out. Because obviously you had you had yourself about eighty one minutes of play, so the union had to find a way to close this game out. Um, so for the next, I would say for the next uh, at that at that point thirty five minutes. The Union did a really good job. I really felt like 
they ramped up the intensity. They really they allowed NYCFC to hold some possession. But if you looked at halftime, the possession was pretty equal, was close to being pretty equal. But I really think I really felt like once NYCFC had possession, the union just made them earn every single inch that they were moving. They were they were in their face all damn day. And it was clearly evident that NYCFC wanted the attack to flow through the left side of their of their attack. And Talis Magno, someone who has developed uh, thoroughly this entire year, he had the ball a lot, and he was trying to create a lot for NYCFC. And you had Ali Bedoya, you had Nathan Harrell, you mean Edward Martinez, you had guys that were on them at all times. And I really felt like they did a great job of shutting them down. You know, typically Maxi Morales, the, the attack would flow through him, but t- but not in this not on this day. It was definitely more towards Talis Magno, and I felt like the Union did a, a really solid job. Um, of locking that down. I had a couple of good opportunities. Uh, Michael Uwa had one later on, I believe, right, right around the 20th or so minute. Uh, nice little cross, and he hits the ball, but Sean Johnson tips it, and the rebound goes right back to him, but me, Michael Uwa could not control it, um, and that was that was one of the better opportunities as well in that first half, but you go into halftime with a one nothing lead, and now you got to close it out. You have 45 more minutes. The second half was more fireworks. It, it was similar to how the first game in the season against NYCFC in, in Yankee Stadium, how it went down. We had some we had some fights. We had some brawls. But the funny part is the 10 minutes of what I, I'm, it felt like 10 minutes, the 10 minutes of stoppage time in the middle of the second half was due to our trainer, Paul, Paul rushing. Um, he's attending to uh, Julian Carranza, who's on the ground. And then you have of NYCFC Acavedo just coming over. I don't know what his intentions were, what his agenda was coming over to Julian Carranza as he's attended the trainer. But Ryan had did look like no parts of that. And he decided to come in defense for Julian uh, for Carranza. And Paul is just, he shoves Acavedo. And that just initiates his whole entire brawl. You have Kai Wagner and Bruno Martinez. Bruno Martinez is going at it with the Munson. It was just hilarious. You have Jakob Glesses just bear hugging uh, Paul Rushing just to make sure that he doesn't he doesn't do anything else out of the ordinary. And so the referee decides after all this squirming, he gives him the red card. <laughs> I've never in my life, and I said, listen, I'm not no soccer savant that some of you guys think I am. I but I watched a lot of soccer in different leagues. I've never in my life have seen a trainer actually getting carded. Okay, I've never seen that in my life. And that's the kind of game it was. And this is what it is between Union versus NYCFC. What did we talk about in the preview show? It doesn't matter about records. It doesn't matter who's on the pitch for both sides. This is a game where both sides do not like each other. And it was evident as all hell in this game. And it's it's about it's about emotion. You know, a little bit about a little bit in these games. It's a little bit of emotion. And so you have these typical back and forth pushing around. And that's what kind of happened. But that's what makes this this is a beautiful game. That's what makes these two playing together an absolute beautiful game. Um, we, we move forward towards the uh, close to the end of the match, right before the ninety minute minute, uh, 90 minute mark. And look, I, I'm gonna say this. So we get a, a a handball situation in the box, right? So that in turn, NYCC gets awarded a penalty kick. Now, me personally, I saw Kai Wagner sliding. Right. And at that point, like, how do you control your body once you're on the ground sliding? All right. So you had Tanner home. He crosses the ball in, but it hits Kai Wagner's hand. And in turn, we get the handball. Now, the rule is if the hand is high and the ball hits the hand, it's a handball. 
right? But like again, like there's also part of the rule that if it's a if it's an unintentional play, then it's not a handball. I just felt like that was unintentional. Like, what is Kai Wagner supposed to do with his? He's diving. Like, what he's supposed to dive like with his hand on his side? Like, you tell me. Like, obviously, you know, if you've played soccer and you've done a slide tackle, you tell me if you put your hand on a pin to the side of your body. Like, I've never seen that. I've done slide tackle, not many slide tackles. I've done slide tackles, and I've never had the instance of be put my hand on my side, my side of my body. There, never, never have I done that. But you, know, you get Tati Castellanos. He he hits Andre Blake with a little bit the hezzy. And he he gets Andre Blake guessing the wrong way, and NYCD right before the 90 minute mark draws the match up, and there you go. Now you're thinking to yourself like, here we go. The Union just had a great game, a fantastic game. They really dominated this game throughout the full 90 minutes, and just for it to dwindle away from a controversial call and a PK, that's the worst way to go about it. But what in turn happened was absolute shit housery at its finest. Uh, was supposed to be six minutes of injury time. And it wound up being about 11 minutes of injury. I'm not kidding. 11 minutes of injury time because we had some more shithousery throughout the six minutes of injury time. And then around uh, the 96-minute mark, you had Jose Brujo Martinez get a rebound just right outside the box of the NYCFCN. And Ed Brujo Martinez, who typically... We scream and we squirmish when we see Ed Brewer taking those long shots from outside the box. He takes a nice shot. Deflects off Corey Burke and Sean Johnson just had could not do anything off of a deflection like that. And it goes into net. But however, we had to go to VAR because there was offside potential there. But after reviewing it, it was clear today. Yes, there were some side players, but Corey Burke was onside. That was a good goal, and the Philadelphia Union find a way to steal this game in the in injury time, VAR and everything. You got we have jubilation down at the River's End. All these players are just hugging each other. You got Jim Curtin in the action as well. It was close though. I will say this because it, it, around the the hundred minute mark, you had Nathan Harrow with the potential handball, but luckily. Um, the ref decided it wasn't going to happen. There wasn't no handball. And you got Jim on the sideline pointing at his watch like, yo, ref, we're done. Why Why are they still playing? And then eventually, once that, that decision was made, no handball by Harriel, that's when the game would end. But this was an absolute wild, wild game. It was a lot of freaking fun. Edwin, what's going on, my dude? Match was insane. Subaru Park was electric. It did. Honestly, it did. And I'll be quite honest with you, Edwin, I didn't know what to expect. Because, you know, you look on Twitter, you, you, you see everyone's emotions high because of the decision that went down on Friday. You know, as every right, they should feel the way they do. But I didn't know what to expect. But I thought the TIFO game was strong here. Shouts out to Ryan Bross. Always doing a great job with Sons of Ben. Um, and the atmosphere was electric. And I think that the first whistle blew. Everyone remembered why they were there. And that they were there for the Philadelphia Union. And I thought the crowd was into it. And when you're going up against NYCFC, we need that crowd to be into it because, you know, it's, it's kind of a rivalry game, guys. Uh, Ryan, what's going on, Ryan? How you feeling, brother? And Doug Paul rushing into the ring of honor already. Um, I back that sentiment up 110%. Ryan, if you start that petition, let me know where to sign because I absolutely agree. And the thing is that not a lot of people know about Paul rushing. Paul's an OG, an OG of the OGs. He's been here since day one, since 2010, and he's still kicking. And Goes to show you what kind of Bovo trainer he is. 
You know, he's not going to let Acevedo talk crap to Julian Carranza while he's doing his work on Julian Carranza while he's injured. So, yeah, Paul Russian is 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 the GOAT, man. You, you know what, Ryan? Also, as well, to that as well, let's put Ron, let's put Paul Rushing into the MLS uh, All-11 for the week, all right? <laughs> put him aside as the side uh, as, um, as the trainer of the week. There you go. <laughs> Edwin met Ocho Sink, dude. I was gonna, I was gonna touch upon that, but I appreciate bringing that up, Edwin. So, guys, yesterday there was some serious celebrities in the, in Subaru Park. So, obviously, if you guys have not been following Chad Ochocinco on Twitter, do yourself that solid. Get yourself following Chad Ochocinco. He's a great follow, but I guess he moved, He's in the area. He's living in the area for the time being. I guess until the winter, he said. But right now, he's living out in Fishtown, and he every day is just posting his life on, on Twitter. As a Philadelphian, and it's so funny to watch. He's posting his breakfast. He's you know asking where where do I play a pickup game. Um, he's interacting with Freddie Mitchell, which you know if you guys know me, I don't care for Freddie Mitchell too much. But I digress. It's just me and my childhood and remembering those Eagles days. But um, it's really cool. So he decides to attend a union match. And if you guys don't know, Ocho Cinco's a really big soccer fan. Actually, he had a tryout for Sporting Kansas City back in the day while Chad was still playing in, in the NFL. Um, but yeah, he was down in the game. I was really cool to see. And I think if I'm not mistaken, we actually converted Ocho Cinco into being a union fan. He's been talking like he's a union fan, which is cool because he spent a lot of time in Miami. Right. And he's lived a lot since retiring from the NFL, I guess, retiring from the NFL. I don't know if he officially retired. I'm trying to remember, but he's been in Miami and, and you know, they do have a club down there and he's also played a lot of his NFL career in Cincinnati. You would think maybe he picked that one, but he picks the Philadelphia Union, and it's really cool. But besides that, Edwin, besides Ocho Cinco being there, um, who do you have banging the drum before the game? Who else but Mr. Brandon Aronson? Medford Messi comes back into town, Leeds United player. He's a freaking soccer celebrity. Runner. Any soccer fan, any soccer player in this area knows who, in fact, Brandon Aronson is. Brandon coming in, banging the drum. So cool to see. You got the picture. I believe it was in one of the suites um, on the right side of the pitch. So closer to the bridge side, there's a couple suites. And I, I believe that's where the picture was taken. But it was really cool to see. And seeing Brandon Aronson still coming back, because he came back last year as well. Seeing Brandon Aronson making these trips every year back to Chester to watch these games, to show support to his club. And I know his brother's playing here, but remember, Paxson wasn't there yesterday. So Brennan just came just because he missed Philly and he missed the Union. And I think that's so cool to see, guys. It really is. We'll always love you, Brennan. You'll always be a duper and you'll always have a place here, man. Timmy, Timmy happy birthday to you, man. Guys, make sure you guys wish Timmy, Timmy 2008 a happy birthday. Hope you enjoy your day, man. Get some cake, brother. Appreciate you hanging out on your birthday, man. What's up, Soccer Vlad? What's going on? I like your profile pic. AJ Brown season, babe. I like that. One of the greatest games I've ever watched in person. You were in person for that one. Yeah, I kind of regretted not going to that one, huh? Nah, it's all good, man. I see some fun ones, and it was fun watching it uh, from this from from this the cell phone screen. So uh, it was definitely it has got to be one of the best matches of the year overall in the MLS. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. Almost as good as that Red Bull playoff game. Which one? Which one of the two, Soccer Vlad? We got two really good Red Bull playoff matches that you can kind of put one A one one B. Um, yeah, buddy, Chelsea FC was robbed in the PL. Um, yeah, buddy, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a 
not crazy on the Premier League. I uh, don't really pay attention too much. I do know the season's over. If you want to explain how your sentiment there, you're more than welcome to. I'm, I'm down to listen to why Chelsea got robbed. If anyone understands what he's talking about, definitely let me know. Uh, I was shushing the NY fans up. And also as well, Soccer Vlad. By the way, good. I, I, I like to give credit where it's due. I thought it was a solid crowd for NYCFC. They, 133. Uh, it was half full of the citizens. Um, but the image of El Brujito leaving the pitch, going into the tunnel as he's walking off, giving the two good old birds to the to the NYCFC supporters in 133. If you guys saw that picture, absolutely fantastic. It was freaking great. Man. It was it was absolutely great. That that's like that picture. Uh, I wish I could bring it up on here. Um, that picture is quite honestly like um. It's it's uh it's wallpaper worthy, honestly. That that might have to be um uh, a wall wallpaper worthy type of picture here. Um, I'm gonna pull some. So Joe Tanzi took uh, as always. Joe Tan. If you guys don't follow, if you guys are Union fans, you don't follow Joe Tanzi. Do yourself that solid and make sure you guys do follow him because he's a, he's a good follow as well. But um, we'll show you some of these clips here explaining our night here. So obviously here was the Brendan Aronson. And Chad Oches. And by the way, look at the fits here for both teams. And I saw Jim has been was wearing this uh Bayou Union shirt as well. Absolutely love it. I I think I want to buy one myself. I, I do I don't see a lot of t-shirts with the Bayou type of uh, merchandise, but I do like the kicks. I, I I'm big on the dad shoes these days. Uh, I like this, I like this look overall from Brandon. But then look at Chad Ochosinka with the he's showing off the in the Hoochie short. <laughs> with the fresh air forces and i like the buck ass looking very swavy looking very swavy i like it um obviously some of the pictures from the the, the battle of the pitch this this right here is why i love this freaking game and i know like it's just a picture but what i see is what actually went down on the pitch and this is why this is this is one of the underrated rivalries in the mls nycc and the union to it's always fireworks. It's, it's every single time, especially over the past couple of seasons, it's fireworks. Shouts to Paul Rushing, man. Paul Rushing getting after it with Collins, man. He was not he was not having it. He was ready to square up. It was freaking awesome. Then here's the picture that I mentioned. Ed Brujo Martinez walking off the pitch, giving the two old bird to the NYCFC. You don't see this in any other sport. Like you won't see Gene Segura walking off CBP giving the old bird to the New York Mets or the Mets fans. You will never see that. This is why I love the MLS. This is why I love the Philadelphia Union. And last night was just an absolute W, big W for the for the league and for the team, man. Uh, let me see here. Uh, both were good and attended both. Yes, both were fantastic. And I also attended both, and they were a lot of freaking fun to go to, man. Hopefully we get some more, brother. What's up, Eric? What's happening, man? Dupe. Eric Bulls checking on in. We got a Mike Trout fan. We like that. We love that. What do you think about the almost PK to let NYCC tie, bro? I was outraged. Um, are you talking about the one at the end of the game? Uh, I, I just mentioned that. that. That was, again, like, that's why I asked, like, what is to you guys or what is the actual rule of a handball? Because I look at that Kai Wagner one, and I'm thinking to myself, like, how is Kai supposed to control that hand as he's sliding? Like, that's a, to me a natural movement. When you're going for a slide tackle with your with your back uh, going to the ground, your your hand like naturally just goes up, and it's not like he's just like 
trying to block, like his hand stayed in the same spot and the ball hit his hand. It just happened to hit his hand. It could be possible that Tanner Holm was just trying to look for that. You know, you're down one nothing with less than a minute left in the game. You're looking for a PK opportunity. So I, I do. I don't understand that one. But at the end of the game, um, again, that's another natural. Moment. I don't think that Nathan Harrell intentionally tried to hit his the ball with his hand. You know, the ball just kind of went up and his hand was just there. That's why I'm just trying to understand, like, what exactly is the handball rule? Because it's just not all making sense. Um, all right, I guess, Eric, are you on here as well now? Because we just answered we just answered that. Um, the the it, I, I thought it was so funny. I saw parts of the first half, predominantly in the first half. NYCFC trying to bring on the high the high press. I literally, um, I was with my girlfriend and I literally was just laughing out loud. And she's like, "Why are you laughing? Like you won't understand me." <laughs> I was literally laughing because NYCFC trying to bring on a high press. Don't just don't. And you know what the unit did? Flawlessly passed out of it, and we're able to move up the pitch. That you just you cannot try to beat us at our own game, NYCFC. And I thought that was hilarious. But um, overall, like the union played with with a little bit of a umph. Like they suffocated. It didn't matter where it was: the high block, the low block, the mid block. The union was just suffocating NYCFC, and it just felt like NYC, especially in that first half. NYC, NYCFC were playing without energy. Like there was just one play where Gazdak in the final third of NYCFC. He flicks this ball up, up in the air, and he had no business of going out and getting it. But because you had Collins and NYCFC defenders just literally standing there, Gazdak just darts it, and he gets the ball, and he gets a shot opportunity. doesn't go in, but like you just kind of felt like the uni were just a step ahead of NYCFC. They have Jim. Um, it, it was funny because they were interviewing Jim like around the 35 minute mark you typically they'll interview jim right at halftime um but they'll ask him what he thought about the game and jim was mentioning how he felt like it, it was like a playoff type of environment playoff type of feel i felt that from the union the union treated that match yesterday like it was the playoffs i did not feel that same sentiment per se from nycfc they kind of look defeated in in, 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 in in the sense. Now, we do have to remember that they do have a new coach. Nick Flushing is over there with NYCFC. And he's trying to feel out his players, and they're coming off of a terrible loss in U.S. Open Cup. So right now they're in a down spot after being flying riding high uh, against uh, uh, before Ronnie Dyla leaving. Now, we talked about it in the Duke by the River preview um, with Trey Fillmore of the Blue Balls podcast, which, by the way, check it out just because of the name alone. Um, but we we talked about how the, a lot of the players in the NYCFC dressing room felt as if, like, Ronnie Dyla kind of hit him in the back or, 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 or stabbed him in the back. Like, they didn't expect the news to come out. They did not know he was thinking about leaving. And so that, that could have an effect on the team. And it just felt like when you watch NYCFC go out there and play, it looked like they had a lot on their mind. It didn't look like they were in Chester, Pennsylvania. I guess once halftime went around, they started talking to each other, made some adjustments. It, right off the bat, in the second half, they subs they subbed out both of their fullbacks. Jones and Sir uh, came out. Uh, Munson and um, Tanner to home coming as if a sub, and they played with a little bit more of an edge. That's when you saw the fight, the scrum, uh, that Brian Rushing kind of started. I put that in quotations. That kind of that kind of set the tone and that kind of woke up NYCFC a little bit because after that they started putting shot after shot. They started get, put they started putting together um, 
higher efficient pose- uh, possession, I would say. So uh, it, it definitely you could tell the NYCFC were a little bit um, with their minds full. It was a revenge game from that BS Eastern Conference final. And that's what we were talking about in the preview, man. This game was a little bit of revenge looking for, for, for the union, right? We're looking to go out and get that revenge at home. And the thing is, NYCFC can beat us with 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 McGlynn and Aaron's Paxson and Aronson, Quinn Sullivan, Nathan Harry, Olivia, and Bies on the lineup. But when it's Gazdak, Ua, Caranza, can't really beat them at their game, right? And by the way, the two look really good. Gazdak, Caranza. Now, I'll say Gazdak was a little bit more quieter, but Ua was just making really good runs after really good runs. Now, he did only play 64 minutes in this game, which again I know there is some sort of uh, there is a little bit of concern the fact that Uwa is not able to go past 60 minutes. And again, you were with Al Sergio Santos, so you saw Corey Burke coming in for him. And you know, I guess it worked out because Corey Burke got the little deflection to allow that goal to go in. But um, I would like to see Uwa's minutes go up a little bit. I, I won't lie to you guys. I, I I feel as if he's able to play this much already. Um, we know we're in the month of June of the MLS season. I should feel I feel as if he could be he could play at least 70 minutes. I'm fine with subbing him out. I'm not really mad at that. Um, but I do think that he could play a little bit more. Um, and, and obviously it's crazy because I talked about how the subs were concerned for me because I do I did know that NYCFC's bench was a little bit deeper than the union. And yet the union only what subbed in one player. I, I they, they only subbed in one player. And yet, it's still it, it was enough. It, it truly was enough to get to get the win. Uh, let me see here. Uh, apparently, it is a natural position. That, and if, that's what I don't understand. And if you're talking about the Kai one, like that to me, like you slide that hand kind of naturally just is sta- it's just in that position. So I don't understand it. Man. Uh, we close out the series to nothing. Hopefully through nothing when the play. Hey, Eric, I like your style. I like your style. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. And, you know, if we see those guys in the playoffs, it'll be a much different game. Like I mentioned, when you play NYCFC, records do not matter. Who's on the pitch does not matter. And I, But I do think that the union definitely now. I thought that Dyla and Jim were pretty close. But now it's no question. We have the much better manager. Absolutely. Uh, Mofti, maybe we start looking at Sullivan coming in for the last 30-40 for Ua if he generally can't last. So, first off, Mofti, we do need to wait for uh, Quinn, Paxton, Jack, and Brendan Craig to come back from the U-20s, which right now they're balling out. I have to Actually, we could check that. They Yesterday, they got out at 8.30. Um, I do not know what the score was. But, look, I've said this as well. I don't understand why we aren't using Quinn Sullivan as a as a as a depth piece for for the bench as a forward. Um, that U twenty team destroyed Nicaragua five nothing. Quinn Sullivan had a, a brace. Diego Luna with a PK. Uh, this is a long ass name. Dylan Alberto Pineda Romero with a seventy oh, because he's a Nicaraguense, uh, and he had an own goal. Uh, and Jalen Neal ended it as well. But, yeah, I, I would definitely love to see Quinn Sullivan get in some minutes as a forward. I think because Quinn is like a Swiss Army knife. Quinn can play different positions. Quinn can play as a shuttler. Quinn can play as a 10. Quinn can play as a forward. I think he can even play as a center forward in that typical nine position, like in, like in a 4-2-3-1. But Jim, I guess, doesn't feel the same way. And Jim, I think he's struggling as well to find what, what position fits him best. 
but I've watched him play at the 10. I've watched play as a shoulder. I watched him play as forward. And I think his best suited position is as a forward. He's got the creative ability. He's got the pace to play it as well. He's very strong and very and, and he's very clinical in the final third for a, a 19-year-old kid. So I would like to see Quinn Sullivan coming off. And and, and you know what? Competition's big. And competition is one thing that Jim always likes to harp on. That dude is absolutely pushing Burke and Sekul. Like, he should be getting some minutes. So I, I do agree, man. I, I do agree there. Now, starting is a different story. I have heard some people saying that they think that Quinn Sullivan should start, which at that point, I'm going to say, let's take it down a notch, guys. Let, let's 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 take it easy. Go ahead, look on, take it easy. All right. But overall, look, this is a big this was a big one. You now have escalated yourselves into first place of the Eastern Conference with that dub. You're two points ahead of NYCFC. Uh, Montreal is surging right now. Uh, they are tied with the Red Bulls in third place. You got Orlando in fifth with 25 points, who just lost to Cincinnati, who is in seventh. New England have escalated to sixth, and that rounds out your seven playoff spots here uh, in the MLS. And the Union are doing their job. Just got to stay in there. But uh, it's going to be a tough week because you got another doubleheader this week. You have on Wednesday midweek match. We got Chicago. Uh, we're going to be in Chicago, actually. Uh, yeah, we'll be in Soldier Field for this one. Uh, it's going to be an 8 o'clock kickoff on Wednesday against uh, the Fire. Should be an interesting one. The Fire, obviously, will be facing off against Casper uh, Shabilko for the first time. And, of course, Chicago are not. Uh, I think they kind of fell off. They started the season off very strong, now are in dead last place with D.C. United. So they are. It, it, this one should be one where three points are, are nothing less. Just nothing less than three points is acceptable. But we shall see. Um, guys, it's going to do it for today's Union Match Recap. Thank you so much for watching. Again, the Philadelphia Union take care of NYCFC in a thriller, winning 2-1 to one on Sunday afternoon, and we're off to a midweek match against the Chicago Fire. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed the content, make sure you guys hit the like button. If you want to be a part of the family, all you got to do is subscribe to the channel. If you're more of a podcaster, we do have this available wherever you stream podcasts. Find us under Oyen Philly Sports. Big thank you and a big shout-out to today's sponsor, Lots of Rain Watches. Make sure you guys check them out and head on over to that checkout page and use promo code PARCETOPHILLY for 10% off of your purchase of a Lots of Rain Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys to do ball. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>